Hello, hello. Welcome back to this very special episode on the Awakening Her podcast. This is part one of a two-part series called Inner Guide. And I'm so excited to dive deep into intuition, what it is, how to rely on it, how to receive more intuition, how to get into what I call intuitive superflow. There's so much to go over in these two days. I know you're going to love it. So if you listen to these episodes and you want more, you can officially sign up for this event even once it's over and receive the workbooks and a free meditation to welcome in intuitive guidance on the spot. So at any point, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh my goodness, I want the workbook, the journal prompts, the meditation, then definitely make sure to register. It's below in the show notes and I will send those to you right away. There's a workbook for each day plus that bonus meditation to help you receive more intuitive guidance. So I'm so excited about that. This free series is working up to the launch of Intuition School, which is a five-week intuitive development and third eye activation program that I am so excited about. But here's the thing. Intuition School is going to run live once and that's it. So you get one chance to join Intuition School. And after that live round, it is going to be turned into a signature do-it-yourself program. So if you want in on the live round to get the bonus of the support, of the guidance, of the group aspect, practicing your intuition real time in the trainings, I cannot wait to take you through these five weeks in Intuition School. You're going to learn your intuitive type. You're going to learn how to unblock and unlock your intuition. You're going to learn how to manifest with your specific intuitive type which will speed up your manifestations like nothing you've ever tried before. <laughs> We're also going to get into third eye activation, psychic abilities, communicating with your spirit team and more. It is such a beautiful program. Highly recommend jumping into this portal, jumping into intuition school so we can help you to be confident in your gifts. Without further ado, let's welcome in inner guide day one. Hey Seeker, welcome to the Awakening Her podcast. I am so grateful that you've been led here and I'm excited for you that you're answering the call to manifest more magic in your life by mastering the law of attraction. So cool. My name is Talia and I'm committed to cutting the fluff and showing you exactly how to manifest more excitement, ease, success, abundance, confidence, love, and anything else you've been craving. So if you're ready to crack the code on manifestation, amplify your intuition and play in the quantum. We are now besties. Let's do this. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to Inner Guide. I'm so excited to be here with you guys today. So this is Inner Guide two-part series. So anybody joining, if you're tuning into the replay or live, if you officially sign up to this event, then you will get the workbooks and a free meditation that helps you to call forward intuitive guidance on the spot. So if you're listening to this later or you're tuning in and you haven't yet officially signed up, if you would like the workbook and the meditation, you can go and sign up. The link is in my bio or on the podcast. The link is below in the show notes. And I would love to pass on the workbook and the meditation if anyone is interested and wants to officially register. Hello, hello. Thank you everybody for joining me today. So let's start to dive in. Inner guide. We are here for our intuition, right? 
We're here to develop our gifts. I would love to hear in the comments um, where you are with your intuition. What's the story with you and your intuition? Are you like in flow, but you want to divide it or develop it a little bit more? Or are you, you know, in this place where it's really unclear? If you have any questions about your intuition, let me know where you're at. That'll really help me to kind of also talk to exactly where you're at for everybody that is tuning in live. I would love to hear your journey with your intuition and how it's going. So we're going to talk all about intuition today. Today we're talking about what is the intuition, how to rely on it, how to tell the difference between the intuition and the ego. And within this, there's going to be so many golden nuggets because every time I'm in this space and I've been channeling the guides before I hit live, it always a lot comes through me, especially about intuition. I find that my spirit team is like always, well, they're right here anyway, but they're right here in this conversation because it is very important for us to learn how to coexist with our inner guide, to be guided, to have the best outcome in life. So I'm going to get all to that, but they are so present. So want you to hear this message today. And I'm so excited. Um, you said that, what do you mean by that? (laughs) Which one, which one is, is your relationship with your intuition? I'd love to hear. So before we live, we, before we dive into the content of today, Hello, my name is Talia. If you're listening to the podcast or live with me on Instagram, hi, so nice to connect with you. I am a manifestation mentor, an intuitive, a channel, a teacher of intuition, a seeker on the path. I'm obsessed with creating and manifesting the life that you are meant for. So I host the Awakening Her podcast, Talia Joy Manifestation on all the social medias. I've been doing this for over eight years and intuition was actually at the very beginning of my journey. It's the thing I've been doing the longest. I feel like I've been self-developing since I was in the womb (laughs) and I was reading about the law of attraction when I was a teenager. Um, But intuition is the thing that I've been focusing and practicing the longest out of anything. And it's been the biggest thing that has healed me in my life or created healing because we're always ongoing healing. The second anyone says I'm healed, I'm like, It's almost like the second you think you know it all is the moment you realize that you're farther behind than you thought. (laughs) I am not healed. I am healing. But intuition has been a huge part of my story. I'm going to read your guys' comments in a second. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to read. So I've been doing this journey for a while. Um, I started off, well, I was bullied when I was younger for my body and that morphed into an eating disorder. And that was my first Besides the relationship with my mom, that was the first really big struggle inside with my mental health, with just, you know, everything going on. It was a huge struggle that took over over a decade of my life. It got really bad toward the end, um, suffering with an eating disorder and just hating myself really just every single day hating being in my body, hating being in this skin, um, not enjoying my life very much. On the outside, I had friends. I was funny. I looked like I was super chill and having a good time in life. But inside every moment of every day, I hated the skin I was in and I was obsessed with changing myself. And that was the, that was the, um, eating disorder. So when I got to my rock bottom, I had several times cried out going, there is more to life than this. I am meant for more than this. Um, I knew deep down I was reaching this end where, it was not good. It was something that I had to change my life. Like there was drugs, alcohol, the eating disorder. 
I was passing out. I, my hair was falling out. My skin was just not in a good place. I had anxiety like I'd never had before. Um, the restricting and over-exercising turned into bulimia. It got really bad really fast. And well, it was over a decade, but at the end it got really bad really fast. And when I, I had cried out a couple times, there's got to be more than this. I started to hear in my mind, there's, I meant for more than this. I just knew as a soul, I was meant for more than this daily struggling and not even wanting to be. It's not that I didn't want to be here. It's that it got to the point where it's like, how could I ever find a way out of this? Like, it's all I thought of. I even went to eating disorder counseling for about a year and a half or maybe just over a year. And through the whole thing, I just was restricting. I was binging. I was purging. I was over-exercising. I was lying to her about how much I was eating. I was a mess. I liked talking about my feelings and having someone to hear my struggles, but it didn't do anything. It didn't help me. And when I truly had that rock bottom, some of you have heard on the podcast, I talk about it in episode number one, my story. And I also go on to talk about in other places. I'm actually writing a book right now. And just over the last week, I was retelling this part of the story with even more detail and, you know, um, nuance that I, I started remembering as I was writing. But when I had my moment and I fell to the floor, I was in the kitchen and I was cooking food. And I remember in my mind, I'm like, I got to use some oil for something I was cooking. And then I was like, I can't use oil. And it's like, well, then maybe I'll put like apple in this salad. I can't have sugar. And it was this, like, there was just so many things going on in my mind. Oh my God. And I exercised and I didn't exercise and I should have done this and I didn't do that. And I, the obsession, the anxiety, and I looked at my salad and I had some nuts in my salad and I had apple in my salad and I just crumbled to the floor knowing I couldn't eat it. I just couldn't eat it because it didn't fit the rules. I was trying to adhere to all the rules. Oh, somebody's calling me. Okay. Decline. Um, so I don't know if you can relate, but sometimes we put so many shoulds on ourselves in our mind. I should do this. I should do that. I should do this, that it literally gets impossible to follow all of these ego thoughts and these ego rules. You've created yourself on what it takes to be enough, what it takes to be okay, to what, what does it mean to move forward? To me, it was always about, you know, what I was eating and how much I was exercising and how much I weighed. And that was my entire life. So I was deeply stuck and I look at this salad and I realize I can't eat this salad. It's got apples. It's got nuts. I had just created all these rules for myself and I fell to the floor. It was a slow crumble over the few weeks prior. I was drinking so much. I was doing drugs to not eat. I was taking handfuls of pills, trying to get through my work day, like shaking because these pills were like, I don't know, uppers, stimulants. I'd feel nauseous all the time because I took too many pills. Like it was just, it was, it was crazy. And I, when I fell to the floor, I just said like, help. And it was the first time I get goosebumps. They're like, we remember it was the first time that I said, help me to my guides, to my angels, to the universe. I was on the floor and I like whispered it out. It was like, help me please. And I all of a sudden felt through the shaking and the crying, I felt just this wave of calm, almost like somebody had come and put like a light blanket on me where I was like, oh. And then I heard this phrase come forward and I heard, learn to love yourself and the rest will fall into place. And it was like I'd never heard that before. I'd heard about self-love, but it was like I'd never got it or really heard it. And 
in my mind, because I was still in the eating disorder, of course, when I heard learn to love yourself and the rest will fall into place, I thought, yeah, if I loved myself, then I would eat healthy and I could lose weight. I wouldn't have to obsess. I could not take all these pills. Like I saw myself as like, if I loved myself, I would just be healthy and slim and exercise without having to like hate myself there. I would love myself there. So at the time I was very much still attached to, but could I lose weight if I love myself? And it actually my rational mind, my ego, it was just this moment where it's like, well, what you're doing is not working. I had been losing weight, but I was a mess and I didn't feel good about myself. And I had all this anxiety and I couldn't go out. I couldn't be in bathing suits, just everything. It was getting really bad. So, um, I thought, yeah, if I love myself, then I'll work out then I'll eat well, and then I'll be able to lose the weight. So it was just enough of that hook that my ego got on board. Now I'm in this stage of my life where it's like, can I love myself? What if I never change? What if I never lose weight? What if I never get more fit or more toned? What if I never make more money? Can I love myself still? Which is a whole other thing. That's not what we're talking about today. The lesson evolves, but it was the perfect lesson in the perfect time. And I heard it come through when I was sitting on the floor or laying on the floor in the fetal position crying. And I heard, learn to love yourself and the rest will fall into place. And as I said, I felt this, oh, like, yeah, that actually makes sense. And then my second thought was, what was that voice? Because it was like my voice, but very calm. It was like, learn to love yourself and the rest will fall into place. And it kind of, it was almost like androgynous where it almost felt like it was maybe a male voice, but not totally. It wasn't totally my voice. And I was like, what was that? And because I ushered or I cried out for a help, I allowed in support to come. And because I heard that voice and went, wait a minute, what is that? I started to realize that was my intuition. And I started on a journey of about three years of recovering through intuitive eating. So I went into self-recovery. I stopped going to the counselor. I think after, I don't even remember why. But after a certain amount of time, a year, year and a half, I was like, okay, I'm going to try something on my own, which I don't think we need to go through things on my own, but this was my path. And I started leaning into intuitive eating and intuitive eating at the time to me was I'm just going to let my inner guide guide me. I'm going to eat what I feel deep down is best for me. And again, I rationalized it like my inner guide isn't going to say Doritos every day, ice cream every day, because my inner guide also wants me to eat veggies and be healthy and actually have a healthy body, whatever weight it is, right? So I kind of just, it was enough logic that I was able to go for it. And for about three years, I practiced intuitive eating and I healed the neurotic nature. I stopped overnight. Once I heard that voice, I stopped calorie counting. I stopped weighing myself. It's been about 10 years since I've even weighed myself. I just walked the fuck away. I said, no more low carb, no this, no that, no sugar, no eating after 7 p.m., no carbs. Like I literally could not follow all of the rules that I've been trying to follow. Cause it was like low carb, but also like vegan and then low fat, but also good fats. Like I just, I couldn't, I couldn't do it physically impossible. So instead I leaned into my inner guide and I started a journey of eating intuitively. And then I went on to teach people. I got certified in nutrition. It's a long story. I won't get into that whole story now, but it ended up leading me to my first business of nutrition consulting. And then my second entrepreneurial solo business of food Buddha, which some of you remember, but I taught intuitive eating. I helped people to get out of diets and into, um, intuitive eating. But from that, the entire time 
I'm like, I don't want to just teach intuitive eating or intuitive this, intuitive that. I want to teach intuition. So it really quickly went on to me teaching intuition because then you can apply it to food. You can apply it to your career, to your life path, to how to create and manifest, how to get more abundance into your life, how to meet the one, all these things. Once you get intuition, you can apply it to all the areas of your life. If you're looking to lose weight, if you're looking to make more money, if you're looking to call in the one, if you're just looking to have an incredible life with more ease, and you want to heal and you want to move forward into joy and freedom and feeling really good, your intuition is the answer to all of that. It doesn't mean it's the only thing we, we got to do the work and all the other things that we do, but intuition itself truly did save my life. And I'm not someone that just walks around saying grand statements. So this changed my life and that changed my life. Intuition really did truly change my life. So I cannot wait for these two days. I am so excited. Welcome to inner guide. That is my intro. Um, and I I am just truly, it's such an honor to be here. As some of you have started hearing, and I'll just talk about it for a second and we will move on to today's content, but I am so excited to announce Intuition School. It is a program I've created that is a five-week intuitive development and third-eye activation program. We start March 6th, so coming up, and it's only going to run live once. And then it's going to be turned into a signature do-it-yourself program. So I'm working on three signature core do-it-yourself programs. And um, Intuition School is the first one, but we're doing it live as a group first. And I'm going to um, record the trainings and it's going to be turned into a do-it-yourself. So this is the only chance to get it on Intuition School. I'm so excited. The link is in all the places. It's in your email and it's on Instagram in my bio. And um, you can find it or you can write me a DM and ask for the link so you can check it out. It's low priced because it's going to be turned into this do-it-yourself program. I wanted to get a beautiful group of seekers, seekers all together and make it affordable for most. And so there's payment plans. It's low price compared to my other group programs and, and other work. So I'm really excited to welcome you into Intuition School. We're going to take all of this and go so much deeper. So if you enjoyed this content and you're ready to dive in, then that is for you. So let me know if you have questions. That's what's going on. So let's start off by asking what is intuition? I'm just going to go back for a second in the comments because I asked you and I'd love all of you, anyone new joining me since I've asked this to let me know what your relationship is with your intuition. So, um, adventure gypsy, you say, I hear it and sometimes doubt what it is. Yeah, absolutely. We're totally going to talk about that today, which I'm excited. Ego versus intuition. Yep, absolutely. We got to know that distinction. That's one of the biggest things I hear from people is they're like, I'm really interested in it, but I don't know what's intuition, what's ego, what's random ass thoughts. How do we determine, right? And that's something we're totally going to dive into today. I'm so excited. That's one of the main in intentions is for me to teach you how to differentiate and have confidence. That's why I keep saying to, in, in the marketing for this and in my emails and my posts lately, I'm saying have confidence in your gifts because that's really what it comes down to. What is what? Once you know what is what, then you can make sense of all of it. So Denise is saying, oh, hi. Oh, people are waving. That's fun. 
Hi guys. Or maybe I can wave at you. I don't know. Anyway. Hey guys. Uh, Denise is saying working to strengthen my intuition to hear messages more clearly. Yeah, exactly. Hearing it clearly. That is so important. That's it's like, what is the voice and how do I receive it clearly? So let's dive in. Let's do it. If at any time there's something that really strikes you or really interests you or lights you up, I would love to see emojis and comments. I love the live energy. So I'm not talking just Instagram live, but I love knowing you're there interacting. I love to feel your love. I'm an empath. I'm a feeler. So if there's anything you want to say, if you want to send emojis or comments, I love to see that because then I know you're jazzed, you're listening, you're here, and it just like revs me up. That's why I'm doing this program as a live round first, because live energy is just awesome. So thank you for that. So what is intuition? Okay. So this is not, I don't know what you're going to find if you Google what is intuition. I'd love to see. But what I, the way that I teach this is that intuition is the language of your soul and your higher being. So yay, Melissa's here. Awesome. So if we look at everything is nonlinear, so it's hard to even put it like this, but if we look at the physical, the 3d experience, everything that is physical, that is tangible, that you can hold is over here. So this is even our physical body, our cells, our boobs, (laughs) our body. Um, and then over here, is the soul and the energy. So as you go farther this way, it's like your past lives, your soul blueprint. Maybe if you're a star seed, where you're from, you know, all of this, your higher purpose, your soul's essence, your higher being, your, your highest self, right? All of that is over in the 5d. So we are a full package and the 5d speaks to the 3d through the intuition. So let me know. Thank you for the emojis. I love it. The 5D speaks to the 3D to guide this 3D around, right? So they just showed me the, um, the example of say you had somebody who didn't know where they were and they were trying to navigate like city blocks and they're new to say you're in New York and they're new, they've never been there. And you're like, I'm going to help you get to the insert fancy New York store here or some theater. So you give them a walkie talkie and somehow you can see them. Maybe you're like up on a porch or something and you're like, okay, turn left. Okay. Keep walking, keep walking, keep walking, turn right. Okay. Keep walking, keep walking. That is the person being guided to where they want to go, but they don't know where they want to go. So that might have not been the best example, but you are constantly being guided from a higher perspective through your intuition. So the intuition, once again, bridges the 5d and the 3d it's your soul. It's your inner being. It's the universe as a whole, it's ancestors, it's spirit guides, it's angels, it's your highest self guiding the 3d you to help you to say, turn left, turn right. So the best example ever for intuition is the GPS. The ones that remember we used to actually get the GPS. Anyone have that Garmin or whatever, and you'd put it in and you plug it into the, whatever you'd plug it into in your car. And I remember one time, one of my friend's car got broken into, they're like, Oh, they stole my GPS. It's so funny. Cause now most of us use our phones, right? Coffee, coffee, sip break. Um, so this is the best example of the intuition you put in an end destination of where you want to go. So you say, I want to go to this place. 
you want to go to Seattle, you want to go to Phoenix, Arizona, you want to go to Disneyland and you put it in. And then as soon as you turn the car on and you start driving immediately, you get in 200 meters, turn left or right, or keep going straight for a hundred kilometers or whatever, or miles for my American friends. Um, and if you know, that is how you're guided the entire way. You don't stress the whole time going, what if we never get to Disneyland? What if I never get there? What, what happens if we take a wrong turn or the entire trip going, Oh, I'm useless. I'm probably taking a wrong turn. And the GPS is like, now you're good. Just keep going. It's like, Oh, I'm so weak or, Oh, I'm so lost. I'm so broken. Right. We get down on ourselves because we feel like we're making the wrong turns. We're not on the right path. And that intuition is guiding you the entire time. Even if you get off path, the GPS says, okay, do a U-turn right in 300 meters, take a U-turn. That is exactly how your intuition works. It will say, get the fuck out of here, or this is not right for you. Let's take a detour, take a roundabout if you get off the track. So when people ask me and they do all the time, am I on the right path? Your intuition, your, or your uh, spirit team always says yes. Because your intuition is guiding you in every moment. So you never really get off track it's just that you can get out of your soul's whispers and what your soul is saying you should do or your highest good. And we start to feel friction, but your intuition in every moment is leading you back. So with my story at the beginning of this, I shared about how I was in an eating disorder, bad. And I had had nudges, love yourself, stop controlling food. I used to hear this voice go, who are you losing weight for? And I'd be like, whoa, I didn't even know what to think of it. I didn't even know of intuition like that at the time. So I didn't even think, I just thought it was my own inner voice. It was nudging me and nudging me and nudging me until my breakdown. And that's the thing with intuition. It's always nudging you all the time. And if you ignore the inner guide, life gets more and more chaotic until you listen because it's your highest self. It's your highest calling, calling you to higher ground, to your soul's purpose, to your, the path you're meant to live, to healing, to wholeness. So the more you ignore, the more you ignore your intuition, life around you will start to get more and more chaotic until finally you go fine. And like I did cuddled up or in the fetal position on the floor going, help me, help me. It was my moment of fine. I will listen because I had not been listening. I had been pushing my body. I had been pushing and hating myself, driving myself, hustling, double workouts, triple fasting, pills, blah, blah, blah. And I had had a very small inner guide, inner nudge, guiding me away from that the entire time. But it took me like a decade until finally I couldn't go on. I could not go on. And they were like, okay, now you're ready. And led me toward intuition. So... Intuition is the soul, is your inner guide, is your highest path, bridging the gap, directing the physical human, the one that's in the meat suit that has birthmarks and a birthday and a belly button and the clothes she wears or he wears or they wear, you know, you are the physical representation 
but your soul is a bigger part of you and your soul and your higher being and all the energetics speak through you, through your intuition or to you, through your intuition to guide you left, right, take a U-turn. So we all experience intuition a little bit differently. And of course, in intuition school in week one, we're going through the types so you can break down and really solidify, find out your type for sure. But if you don't join intuition school and just for the sake of this here, there's different ways that intuition comes forward. So first I want you to think of when, and this is part of the homework of today, when you have had an intuitive nudge in the past. So some of you, it might be like, oh, yesterday or today, or like, I think I had intuition. Some of you have been practicing this for a while. Others it's new. So just think of a time when you had what you thought was an intuitive hit. And in the homework, I'd actually like you the workshop part of this. I'd like you to actually spend a little bit of time and go in your mind's eye back to that time and really get into that moment that you feel you had an intuitive nudge. Maybe it was a big yes feeling or a no feeling. Maybe it was around a person or a direction in life. Maybe you had a yes feeling to join a program or a yes feeling to read a book or to ask someone out on a date or to be friends with someone you met them and you just sensed that they were going to be important in your life. So we all have a way that we are drawn. So it's, it's a, I can't say any definitive language cause it depends on your type, but it's something about like deep down, you feel, you know, you sense, you have a nudge of some sort. So when I was on the floor and I heard learn to love yourself and the rest will fall into place, that is clear audience that is hearing. I also have other types as well. And they, they, for me, actually, I didn't realize this before, but now that I've been practicing, I get it a lot more that clear audience comes in when it's my spirit team or your spirit team. When I work with clients or I'm in recording a podcast and they're kind of helping me, directing me, showing me things. So that's, that's, that's another type is the seeing, but I'm generally hearing and when it's more about myself, I have more of a gut feeling or a gut knowing where I'm like, I don't know why, but this is a bad idea. Or I don't know why, but I need to do this. I need to go to Bali. I don't know why. Maybe it's a feeling, maybe it's a knowing. So you just got to kind of go with what does your intuition, and I'd love to hear everybody that's joining me live, what is your intuition like? And as I said, part of the homework is going back and thinking of a time when you feel you had a clear intuitive nudge and then really going back and going, what did it, what, what did I experience in your body, in your emotions? Did you get tingles up the back of your neck? Did you feel it in your stomach? Was it something you heard like me? So really knowing that's your type. That's you, baby. That's your type. That's the way the universe speaks to you. And everybody has one or more types. So just think of it. Was it a general feeling? If you don't, you know, you don't have to nail the type right now, but just witnessing what was that like? So it's an inner whisper that we all interpret a little bit differently, just like some of us speak, speak English or Spanish or French or any other language. It's the same. It's, it's, um, language, but it's interpreted different, right? So if I said like pen and someone's like, no, that's a stylo, which I think is a pen in French. And then I don't know what it is in Spanish, but there could be, you know, however many languages are there are, there's that many languages for a pen, but in the same, it's just a pen. So there's a message coming forward for you, a yes, a no, a go down this path, you know, release this aspect of your life, a job, a person, a relationship. Maybe you're called to heal something or learn something new. How it comes to you is like your language, your language with the universe. 
So we are always being guided toward what I would say is flow or ease. So if we are manifestors, I mean, we're all manifestors, but if you're someone that you've got a list or you've got something you're focused on, your intuition is guiding you toward that thing. But if you're not kind of hyper-focused on anything in the moment, it's always going to lead you to your highest good to your highest path. So even if you're not like, I want a million dollars or I want to meet the one and you're really focused, just listening to your intuition guides you toward your highest outcome, which is really what you want. So there's always a gentle yes or no. There's always a gentle, you know, if you were to go with what you think is best or this inner flow or this inner guidance, there is a way that it guides us. There's a gentle yes or no feeling. So when I was young, my mom used to say, does that give you warm fuzzies or cold pricklies? (laughs) And I'd be like, it gives me cold pricklies. And that is, you know, inner guidance. Do you get warm fuzzies or do you get cold pricklies when you think of a certain thing? And of course the ego's in there, which we're going to get to in a moment, but That is this general yes or no. There's this fun exercise I used to do in Awakened Intuition, which is another intuitive development program that I no longer run, um, but was sort of the base of of, um, intuition school. And I've just taken forward new things that I've learned and new stuff that I wanted to put in. But we do this exercise where it's like you put on a yes sweater. So you go to your closet and you pull out a sweater and it's your yes sweater. And you take it off the hanger or maybe it was folded up and you put it on. And what does this yes sweater feel like? What, how does it hang off you? What is the fabric? What does it feel like? And so we sit in that and go, "Mm, yeah, yes sweater. And we're like, okay, take your yes sweater off, hang it back up. And now go to your no sweater. Take that off the hanger, start putting it on. What does that no sweater feel like? in your body. For me, it's always tight and it's always scratchy wool, but it could be anything for you. Your no sweater, right? That is very similar to what your intuition feels like. So, so that we can move on, take your no sweater off again, (laughs) stretch it out, put on something cotton and let's continue on. (laughs) But that is a way to see like that yes feeling, that no feeling. Is it cold pricklies? Is it warm fuzzies? You are always being guided in every moment. If you said like for lunch, should I go and get a burger or should I make myself a salad? This is a great example because coming back into like diet culture, we should always get the salad, right? Some days my intuition leads me toward a burger because it's like, you deserve this. You really enjoy it. Celebrate, let loose. You're worth it. So you could think like this one or this one. And if you close your eyes and kind of go, which one feels better? Sometimes they glow. Sometimes you're just pulled toward one thing. That is what your intuition is so good at doing. And it's always guiding you. It's guiding you as you're driving. It's guiding you when you all of a sudden think of someone, you're like, I should give them a call or send them a message or let them know I'm thinking about them. That's your intuition. You might all of a sudden think of your friend who's been struggling and you just feel called to write her, send her some love on Instagram or give her a phone call or send her a little package in the mail, send her a gift, take it to her house. That's your intuition guiding you, guiding you to the highest good of all. So when something feels off, when it feels dark or looming or heavy, again, depending on your intuitive type, it's going to be a little bit different, but when it feels like, eh, like that sweater, or it feels heavy in your body or sick in your stomach, that's a no feeling. 
And sometimes it's really strong where you're like, no, I cannot go tonight. Something bad is going to happen, or I cannot go on that trip, or this person is not the one I have to get the fuck out of here now. No, that is a very strong no feeling. But sometimes, hello, love, but sometimes it's a little bit more subtle right? Like sometimes I go to the bookstore and I'm like, let's just be intuitively led. And I recommend you guys do this. I'm sure some of you probably do already. Sometimes I go in and I'm like, I deserve a treat. I want to buy myself a book, but I don't know the one, right? So I go in and of course it always leads me towards like the the angel cards or the self-development or something. But sometimes I'm like carried over, led over to the biographies and I kind of look through and I'm like, this is different or I tend to almost all (laughs) totally read self-development and that's pretty much it. Um, so sometimes I'm called somewhere else or one time I was called to a cookbook, which I don't often buy cookbooks, but it was this really cool one about it. I think it was actually a vegan cookbook, but it was like lots of creative ideas and all this fun stuff. But anyway, go in and just be led, just allow your inner guide to lead you. And sometimes if you had two books in your hand and you hold them and you go, which one is meant to come home with me today? And you kind of you will start to have a pull that is either, like I said, with the no feeling, sometimes it's like a fuck no feeling, but other times it's like, eh, whereas the other one is like, ooh, (laughs) do you know what I mean? Let me know if you guys know, (laughs) let me know you're picking, picking up what I'm putting down. So there's like a, hmm, and like a, eh, right. And sometimes that's even with people where you're like, eh, they're not going to be my BFF, but like, they're okay. Other times you're like, no, that is intuition always guiding you. So when something feels off or heavy or dark or looming or sticky, I say sticky. Sometimes it feels crunchy. That's one something I used to feels crunchy. That is a no feeling. So it's so important to learn how to interpret as some of you were saying, when I was asking like, what is your, you know, what is your relationship with the intuition you were saying? Thanks for the hearts. Um, that sometimes it's hard to decipher a no feeling from a yes feeling. So intuitive guidance is always there, always guiding you, but it is a good idea to learn how to interpret it because then it's like, if you had like the Dalai Lama or someone next to you guiding you everywhere, but they were speaking Italian or they were speaking Cantonese, you'd be like, fuck, I got to learn Cantonese. Like it all of a sudden made the top of the list because I'm missing out on the guidance. If I don't know Cantonese and I'm not receiving what the freaking Dalai Lama is here to teach me, that's literally what it's like. You have your own inner guru. You have your own soul's callings, your own through line to everything that you've been wanting and what you're truly here for. It's so important to learn and continue to learn how to uncover it and develop that gift. And that's exactly what I do. That's exactly, you know, what you're here today doing. And I'm so excited. So intuition is more of an allowing then it is something you have to go and find. So I just want to see maybe show of hands or drop me an emoji. If you can relate, do you ever feel like you have to find your intuition? Like you're digging, like you're combing through, like it's some sort of locked away mystery that you have to like really dig to find because some people experience that. And it actually is more of an allowing. It's more of, I allow my intuition to come through. So for any of you that officially, um, signed up to this event, the inner guide live series, if you want to, now you can, if you're listening to the podcast, you can go in the show link, show notes or Instagram. 
If anybody officially signed up, you get the workbooks and you get a meditation. So the reason I'm saying this is because in the meditation, it's a meditation designed to allow intuitive guidance to come through. And so you go into the meditation with a, with a question, what is my next step? How do I create more money? Um, what is my next step in my health? Whatever it is, you go into the meditation with the question. And then literally I guide you to this place where you're all relaxed and all that, but then you allow the answer to come forward. And that's really what I'm saying is intuition is more of an allowing than something you need to go and find. Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes the noise blocks it. Yeah. So that's exactly it. The chatter, the chatter of the mind, the physical noise around you. Intuition is a very subtle frequency and we need to kind of calm ourselves and create that space to allow the intuition to come through. It does. It is still there when you're doing the dishes, when you're listening to a podcast or you're doing other things, it's still there. It's just harder to hear. It's like if a really quiet podcast was playing while you're like talking to the kids and doing this and stressing about money and doing that and doing laundry and working, but that you'd have to be like, can you turn that up so I can hear it? Or you'd have to be like, shh, <laughs> shh. Okay. Now I can hear it. Right. That's exactly intuition. So it's more of an allowing and we need to more allow it to come through than have to find it. So let's talk about now we're going to talk about relying on your intuition. If you can rely on it. And then we're going to talk about ego and intuition. And then I'm going to give you your homework for day one, but first a coffee break. Should have some hold music. It's like the cheesy elevator music. I could almost do that. Okay. So how do we rely on our intuition? Thank you guys for all the comments and the hearts and the emojis. I love it. It fuels me up. Relying on it simply requires practice and trust. And trust comes from practice. So really it just takes practice. You will learn, and let me know if you already have learned this, but you will learn that every single time you listen to your intuition, it guides you somewhere better. Sometimes somewhere better though, is giving up certain things, making lifestyle changes, moving out of relationships or jobs, going into deep healing work. It doesn't mean that intuition is just like step, step, million dollars, but it does always lead you to the highest good. And there are a lot of places where we have to endure a little bit of pain or resistance or discomfort to get somewhere better. So sometimes your intuition guides you to leave a relationship, but that seems terrifying and devastating and heartbreaking. But if it's leading you there, it means that on the other side is something even better. So there's a lot of times when we have to go through pain to experience literally the rebirth. So think of birth, think of a woman giving birth. There's a lot of pain, but then in the end, it's something better, or at least they say that I've got three kids. I'm not sure if it's better. I'm just kidding. I love my kids. Um, <coughs> pardon me, but it's, this discomfort, but it is always leading you there. So when we learn to trust it, 
and to act on it. I created a podcast episode recently, the one um, just before this one, that I was talking about how people will be like, oh my God, I'm called to like take some time off. What do I do? And I'm like, listen to the voice, listen to it. That's when we truly grow. When we practice listening to our intuition, whether it's what to eat for dinner, what book to read next, all these very simple things. But then of course, what has your intuition been calling you for? What has your soul been calling you toward? This is part of the homework as well. If you were in just a calm state and you kind of shake your energy and you just ask, what is my soul calling me for? What has my soul been calling me for that I've been ignoring? Those are the things that, as I said with my story in the beginning, when you don't listen to your intuition, life gets more and more chaotic until you finally do. You get in more and more pain, more and more triggered, more and more resistance and crunchiness in life, less money, less confidence, all these things, not right away, but I'm just saying there's a slow decline until you listen to your intuition in one of one or all areas of life. So relying on your intuition really just comes down to practicing it and then seeing every single time it led me somewhere amazing. Maybe you met someone or even maybe it was my podcast or a different podcast. The second you heard, you're like, oh, there's something here for me. You keep listening. You keep receiving gold. It's the same in life. That's why I said I really recommend you to go into a bookstore this week and say, okay, I'm going to buy myself something here intuition lead me and just watch where you walk, watch what books stick out. Cause sometimes like a huge yellow bright book will like stick out on the shelf. And it might even be the book next to it that I see like karmic patterns and past lives. And I'm like, Ooh, what's this? It, it, it'll lead you there in different ways, but it takes practicing it. At one point I had this idea and this was early in my recovery where I was like, imagine solely living off my intuition. And I had this, I actually laughed out loud, original back in the day, real LOL, because I was like, pictured myself like floating around, like, mm, like, when do I show up to my appointment? I just need to feel right. And I thought it was so funny. I'm like, I would never get anything done. Like, how would I even show up to my dentist appointment and kind of making fun of it? Cause my ego was going like, no, you can't. That's really ridiculous. But my higher being was actually saying, imagine living from here. Imagine living from us being guided. That was probably five or six years before I was really in this place of being guided. And now it's like, I can't separate myself from my intuition. It's everything I do, everything. Not everybody has to be at that point. It's not that it's better or worse, but for me, I just, it became my everything. That's how I talk to spirit. That's how I talk to my spirit guides. That's how I converse with my soul and my higher path. Everything is intuition. But at one point I remember laughing and that's why leaning out of diets or abruptly stopping diets and going into intuitive eating was fucking terrifying. I was terrified. Who would I be without the rules? Who would I be without the safe plan to follow? Who would I be? What would I do if someone else wasn't telling me what I should do? with my body, with my business, with everything. Shit, right? It was scary. But as I started practicing little things like going into bookstores or, you know, intuitively choosing off of a menu rather than what I wanted, because as I said a few minutes ago, sometimes my intuition leads me toward a burger that I'm like, yeah, that was so good. Other times it's like, get the salad or the wrap. It doesn't matter, but there is a highest good for you. So you rely on it by practicing it. 
by entertaining that idea. Imagine living from my intuition more and more. What would that look like? Where are some places where you can practice with not the big stakes, not just like, should I have this surgery or should I, where am I going to find the one? You can ask those questions for sure, but more like the little everyday things, practice it and start to see that like, oh, my intuition is telling me to do yoga. So I'm just going to do 10 minutes of yoga on my mat and just see how I feel. And after you're like, oh, I'm so glad it led me to do that. I feel so much better. And like, oh, my neck is a little bit more relaxed. Like, thanks guys. They truly do have your back, your spirit team, your higher self, your soul, the universe as a whole has your back. And it's through that intuition. The intuition links the 5d and the 3d. It links everything bigger and your purpose and all the abundance that's available to you and links it into your physical body through your intuition. So why not? Right? So learning to practice it. So let's, let's touch on now ego and intuition. So your gifts are always in you, but trusting it is a whole other ball game. You can even know intellectually or intuitively (laughs) that your intuition is there, but trusting it is a whole other thing. So the ego, I just really want to touch on this. This I'm so glad you guys are here in this moment because it's really important. The ego is part of being human. The way that I see it, I throw out anytime someone says getting rid of the ego or anything like that, canceling out the ego, Xing out the ego, getting rid of it, releasing the ego, fucking good luck. (laughs) You are a human. You have instinct. You have a brain that is geared towards survival. So unless you're like, I'm going to do away with my brain, my goal this year, 2023 is the year I get rid of my brain. That's literally what the same thing. So I would not focus on getting rid of your ego. We can't spend time hating it or trying to get rid of it because it's part of our human experience. And from a soul or a spiritual perspective, your ego is one of the biggest things that actually evolves you and has you moving forward. And that probably doesn't make a ton of sense yet. Um, I don't have all the time to get into that today, but the ego is here to help you survive. And we grow through challenge. We grow through overcoming things. We grow from being stuck and choosing ourself, getting stuck and then choosing the light, right? Having boundaries, healing, going through things and healing. We actually, that's how our soul evolves. So our ego is a very important part. If you're trying to get rid of the ego, you're trying to just be spirit, which is what you are when you die. And in between lives, we've chosen to be human. Human experience has the ego. So let's not spend any more fricking time trying to get rid of the ego. However, it's becoming aware of it and not getting emotionally involved with its stories. So if I look in the mirror and my ego's like, ew, you're fat, or you said you'd be fit by now or something, And my highest self goes, look at your beautiful, capable body who has birthed three children, who has carried around you around every day of your life, who has put up with your pills and your alcohol and all the shit you did to it earlier in life. Look at your beautiful body, honor it, be thankful for it. And the ego is like, yeah, but you weigh this much or yeah, but you're gross, right? That my job becomes not getting wrapped up in the ego stories of you're not there by now, right? Or you're not there yet. By now you should be here. Your business should be taking off by now, or you should be, you shouldn't be single still, 
or you should be married by now. You should have kids by now. People like you can't be the head of companies, whatever your ego says to you. People like you can't lose a hundred pounds, can't be an entrepreneur. You're not inspiring enough. You're not fancy enough. You're not rich enough. You're not going to find anybody. Whatever it is that your ego says to you, your job becomes to be less emotionally involved in its stories because it's a survival mechanism. It's based in fear. It's not good or bad. It's just here for survival to keep you safe. So in intuition school, you have, you get a whole training on the ego that we dive really deep into this so that, you know, if you end up joining, you will get that. And I'm so excited. Um, but much like an animal experiences something dangerous and then it remembers like, don't fuck with that pack of hyenas because last time they killed our young. Your ego holds on to trauma, to times you've been ridiculed. It's literally trauma, big or small. My ego held on to my bullying and remembered it. So that if it's basically a protection strategy to warn me, it wants to remember forever the fact that I was bullied and what the bullying was about because it wants to hopefully protect me from it happening again. But that's the part where you see the ego scrambling to protect you, but that's not really how it works. When I remember that I was bullied, when I remember that I'm fat like that, and I say that I'm not trying to, sorry if that's a triggering word, but that was what I was told. That was what my ego told me. That was why I had an eating disorder. If I lean into that story, it doesn't actually protect me from ever being heard again. That's the part we have to see the falsehood in, right? We have to see that it's not our job to get emotionally wrapped up in the ego stories. So it attaches itself to traumas, uncomfortable occurrences, and then uses it as proof that we shouldn't go out there. We shouldn't do something new. We shouldn't spend money on ourselves. We shouldn't, you know, um, go out on any kind of limb because it's unsafe, So say you want to invest in yourself. You want to hire a mentor. You want to take a course or you want to travel and you're like, okay, it's going to cost $5,000 right away. Your ego's like, you can't spend that on yourself. You should save it. You should spend it on your kids. You should blah, blah, blah. Right? Because maybe one time you spent money and you didn't get what you paid for. It could have been like a freaking shirt you bought or something. Maybe you bought a course and it wasn't like everything you wanted. Your ego holds on to that and goes, see, You don't do that because you could have, that this could happen again, but in logical reality, this course you want to buy or this trip is much different than the other trip, but the ego holds on. So the ego replays back in our minds, our doubts, our fears, our insecurities, the times we've been hurt, the times we've been wrong done and holds on to it to be like, you fucking stay safe. You stay in this bubble. You don't try anything new. Don't go to any limbs. Don't have too much self-worth because then you'll go out and make crazy calls. We got to keep you safe. We got to keep you in this box so that you never get hurt again. That's your ego. But your intuition is speaking a voice or is giving you messages of unlimited possibility. Your ego is showing, or you're sorry, your intuition is here to show you what you're meant to be, who you're meant to become, who you truly are, the, the highest path for you. It's saying, of course you can be abundant. And your ego goes like, don't do that. Money's the root of all evil. So I believe that this is where the devil and angel came from. I believe that it's your higher inner being And then the devil, which is the lower being or the ego trying to say like, no, no, no. Or I bet they're cheating on you. And the highest self is like, just ask them, or let's not leap to that. Learn to trust, like learn to trust them first. And it's like, no, no. Right. So this is the back and forth. So ego shows up as fear-filled thoughts, reasons why you're not good enough, 
reasons why you can't do a certain thing, why you can't lose weight, why you can't make money, why your business is never going to make it, why you can't trust your intuition. (laughs) The ego says the reasons you can't. It also says the reasons why you shouldn't trust people. They're going to take advantage of you. Um, What if you put yourself out on a limb and you're, you know, taken advantage of or made a fool of, right? It's always, the ego shows up as this isn't going to work because of this and this and this. There's no way I can, again, lose weight, make money, create a business, find love. I can't find love. I'm curvy or I can't find love. I'm over 40. I'm divorced with kids. I'll never find love. That's the ego. The intuition's going, of course you can. You are worthy of love. You're worthy of loving yourself and worthy of soulmate love. And it's coming. Believe in it. Believe in us. You are worth it. That's what your intuition is saying. And your ego is saying like, no, you're not. You're over 40. So you see this, like the ego is very physical too. It's like, you can't do this. And the intuition's like, you can do anything you dream of my love. You came here for unlimited possibilities. And that's why it's tough because your intuition is going like, shoot for the moon, do it. And your ego is like, you can't fucking do it. So that's the push and pull always. Your ego also focuses on your, on your faults rather than your strengths. You can't do that. You're not motivated enough. Oh yeah. You're going to do that thing. And in a week you're going to cancel. You're going to pull out just like you always do. Right. It's unforgiving. It holds on to the past. It, it has you feel that you're stuck with certain things. I'm stuck being single. I'm stuck with this pain, this disease, this extra weight. I'm stuck alone. I'm stuck without community, without friends. I'll never get out of this. That is the ego. The intuition is always showing you the path out or always showing you the path through or why it will work or why you are worthy, worthy of it. So intuition shows up as a nudge, as a whisper, as a knowing, as a feeling. And this is the biggest thing, you guys, for everybody listening that was like, I want to be able to determine my ego from my intuition. The ego is always, I would say, if we're going to try to do black and white here, the ego is always negative or bad or small or fear-based. And intuition is always light and it feels like the answer. It's light. It's possibility. It's unlimitedness. It's reassurance. It's confidence. It's love. So one is love and one is fear. And you can always determine where is this coming from? So Sometimes if I'm say booking an Airbnb, I just had a cool manifestation story with that. I won't go fully into it, but if I'm booking an Airbnb and I'm like, Ooh, this one is like, Oh God, it's getting pretty expensive. I have to go inside and go, is this Airbnb too expensive from fear or from like, actually let's honor the budget. Because your intuition won't say overspend, put yourself, yeah, $20,000 in debt. The intuition is going, believe in yourself, unlimited possibilities, but also honor yourself and honor your, your bank account or whatever. So sometimes if I'm like, uh, and there's been times where I'm like, no, it's just getting too expensive and I have other expenses. And so I'd like to pay under this for the Airbnb weekend. But other times I'm like, whatever, it's 20 bucks. You deserve it. It's got a hot tub. Go for it, girl. And that just depends on what's going on with my finances. What is going on in my life? My intuition, it's not cut and dry. It's always leading you to higher ground. 
So it'll say like, maybe not this one, because that is getting pretty expensive. And there's also like a beautiful one for quite a bit cheaper if you keep searching. So your intuition can be like, no, not this one. But then other times your intuition's like, yeah, go for it. You're, you're going to be fine. This is going to be perfect. This is what you're worthy of. So it's a whisper or a nudge or a feeling that is based in love. The ego is never based in love. And there's something that I used to talk about a lot that I love to talk about with clients and I call it the ego in the highest self suit. So I got this spirit showed me this by like a wolf in sheep's clothing, right? So sometimes the ego comes along and it's in a highest self suit and it's so hard to tell, right? Because sometimes in that situation with the Airbnb, it could be like, Oh, whatever. Like you're worthy of this really expensive place. But when I dig deeper, maybe I'm buying it just so that I can show the internet the, the crazy photos of it, right? To make it look like I'm doing a really good job. And in that case, that's not, that's kind of a desire coming from the ego. It's like, I'm going to pick this place because it's going to be really good on Instagram to show everyone how fucking fancy I am, right? So your intuition or your ego in the highest self suit might go like, yeah, you deserve it. But deep down, you know, it's way too expensive for what you have right now. And it just wouldn't be in your highest good. So it does take some sorting, but that's why learning about it, continuing to practice and develop, you'll start to notice the nuances in your own life. So as a sort of blanket statement, the ego shows up as a restriction, as a lack, as a why you can't, and the intuition shows up as possibility. So I just want to do one more example because sometimes it is confusing. What about if you are going like, I want to quit my job and start my own business and entrepreneurship is hard. Sometimes that's actually not the best thing to do financially because all of a sudden you're like having to create all your income from a job and from your own job. And that's scary. So your intuition might say, yes, you're meant for entrepreneurship, but let's do half time right now and get a job, something you like to do that supplements your income while you find your way. So sometimes your ego might even say, just fucking do it and prove to mom that you can do it or just do it. And then they'll all see how amazing you are or something kind of like crunchy, or you can't leave your job. You can't make income on your own thing. And you have to find the line inside. That's why creating space, creating stillness. Like what is the intuitive guidance coming forward? And sometimes you hear not yet or get a job and do it part-time as a way to ease in. So this is why it's so important to learn that guidance because it's giving you very clear guidance. We just have to learn how to interpret it because it can be a little sneaky, but when in doubt, always put your hand on your heart and ask a clear question. That's like such good intu intuition advice. The clearer the question, the clearer the answer. Vague questions get vague answers. So am I doing a great job? They're always going to say yes. Am I on the right path? They're always going to say yes. You know, what do I need to know right now? They're going to be like, you are love. And it's like, fuck, no, I meant in regards to money or something, right? So ask specific questions. If you're in that situation, be like, should I leave my job and start a business? And if you kind of hear like, not yet, be like, I used to sit there and go, was that a not yet? Okay. So am I meant to have the business? Should I get a job to supplement my income as I start my business? And just go like that. You will hear, you will start to sense, you will instantly get yeses and noes. You can also use decks of cards. You can use pendulums. You can use other things, automatic writing and some beautiful ways to practice that. 
So you have to learn how to tune in, continue practicing, continue, um, trusting it, give it the time, give it the focus. Even if it is just a minute of going, okay, what do I do here? Versus like, oh my God, oh my God. And not using your intuition until it's a crisis time. And that's something I want to say here too, is that when we're in crisis, we're in like stress, which is not the best time to receive intuition. We still can. It just creates more clearing or we have to create more clearing so that we can actually hear the voice come through. Otherwise we're just like in this kind of chaotic place and it's harder to make sense of it. So I would recommend go to the bookstore, be intuitively led, ask yourself very simple questions about cooking or, you know, um, your next step as far as your career or making money or in health, what is my next step in my health? And you may sense, hear, know, feel exercise or drinking water or cutting down a little bit on processed food or maybe alcohol, you know, your inner being is calling you to reduce it and see what comes forward. Take a pen to paper, see what comes forward when you ask these questions. Okay. So day one homework. When was a time you experienced an intuitive nudge? What did it feel like in your body, in your mind, in your emotions? Please write this stuff down. How did you know at the time it was intuition? You don't have to do every single one of these prompts. Just do the ones that kind of call you, but definitely dive into that. What is the overall tone of my inner guide? So when it comes forward, what do you feel? Is it calming? Is it a voice? Is it optimistic? Is it patient? Is it loving? Is it um, encouraging? Is it enthusiastic? Start really diving into what is the overall tone of my inner guide? And then what is the overall tone of my ego? Think of a time when your ego, what you think is your ego is screaming at you to not do something or you're terrified. Or when you look in the mirror, I have so much love and compassion for those types of situations. When is the ego just beacon at you? I used to have a client that called it my shitty roommate (laughs) because it is, it's like an inner roommate that is just the shittiest, the opposite of a guide, the opposite of a mentor, of a helper, of support. It's just a fucking asshole in your mind, really. But what is the overall tune and tone and feel of your ego? And what's the difference? I want you to discover these answers for yourself. What is the difference? I want you to ponder that today. What is the difference between my ego voice or ego messages and intuitive? If I was to just take a stab at it, just take some guesses, just someone that asks you right now, what's the difference? And you could kind of be like, well, try to describe it, try to really feel into it. And then deep down, Do you feel like you can trust your intuition? I'd love to hear live if anyone wants to share. Do you feel deep down like you could trust your intuition? So if you knew 100% that, you know, that guidance right there or that nudge right there, if I was there or you just knew that was intuition 100%, do you feel like you can trust it from a higher level? Do you feel like you could be intuitively led through your day? Because when I first thought of that, I freaking laughed. I was like, that is so funny to be intuitively led. What does my crystal ball say? Now I'm like, quartz, rose quartz. What do you have to tell me today? It's hilarious, right? Being led. Do you feel like you could do that? What does that bring up in you, right? Is that the control is going to come out, but what about, but what about, but what about, right? So explore that. What happens when you don't listen to your intuition? I want you to ask yourself these questions. Tomorrow we're going to come back and we're going to talk about receiving. We're going to talk about getting into intuitive super flow. It's going to be so good. 
But I want you to think, really think about this today. What happens when you don't listen? What gets in your way from listening? Answer that honestly within yourself. What gets in your way? Why don't you listen to it sometimes? And then I want you to think about this. In your best life, in your her existence, for any of you that listen to the show, what is your relationship to your intuition? In your highest expression, in your best life, what is your relationship to your intuition? I want to hear. My intuition nudges and, and says, but doesn't persist. The ego keeps insisting a hundred percent. I love that. Good one. The intuition's always there, but the ego is so loud and persistent. I hear you on that one. Good one. So in your best life, what is your relationship with your intuition? And do you want to develop your intuition? Do you want to listen to it more? Because if you do, of course, I would love to support you in that. But you can right now make a prayer to your guides and angels, and it can look however you want. So maybe let's end this on a prayer, okay? If you can, if you're willing, if you want to play along, take a deep breath and put your hand on your heart. Guides, angels, universe, beings of the highest truth and compassion. I wish to develop my intuition even more. I invite you to speak through me. I'm opening up my gifts. I want to learn how to trust and rely on my intuition. Please send me intuitive nudges. Make them obvious as I learn to tune in deeper. I will do my best to listen. I will do my best to be guided. Thank you so much for moving through me. I invite all of my team of light, ancestors, spirit guides, angels, to guide me. I thank you. I'm willing. I'm open. Take a deep breath and exhale and repeat after me just this one sentence. I allow my intuition to move through me now. I allow my intuition to move through me now. I allow my intuition to guide. And so it is. Okay, thank you for joining me for Inner Guide Day 1. Tomorrow, as I said, we are talking about receiving energy, getting into super flow, and I can't wait to hear the ahas, the revelations. If you love this, I would love if you shared either the live stream or the podcast with somebody that you care about that's developing their intuition. And as always, you can take screenshots, tag me on Instagram. I'd love to hear of your journey. If you have questions about intuition, post them, tag me, send me a DM. I would love to hear. So I love you so much. I will see you tomorrow for day two of Inner Guide. Bye. 
Thank you, Seeker, for listening to this very special podcast episode, Inner Guide. I hope you got a lot out of it and are learning even more and excited to develop your gifts. If you're ready to take the next step in your intuitive development journey, I welcome you in and invite you into Intuition School. Five modules complete with workbooks, meditations, teachings, training, step-by-step processes, and endless practices to develop your intuition and become confident in your gifts. Intuition School is a beautiful place to start if you're wondering how to develop your intuition, your intuitive type, how to get unblocked, how to communicate with your spirit team, and how to unlock the gift that is already within you. Check all the links in the show notes for Intuition School, and I'll see you there. Thank you.